Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. We're going to be going forward in our series for this month, the month of July, called Free Indeed. Free Indeed. And last week, we kicked off that series talking about freedom and how God wants and how God expects us, or, or I should say, how we want and expect to walk in freedom. And there's a level of freedom that God wants us to live in. And how do we find that freedom? And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about that. How do we find this freedom that God wants us to live in, this freedom that God wants us to walk in? How do we find it? And we talked last week about how God wants us to be free in our hearts. And in order for us to find and experience the true freedom that God wants us to live in and to walk in, we've got to find that freedom in our hearts. And just for kicks, I want you to repeat after me again, I am free free. in my heart. heart. And we talked about how we experience freedom in our heart and also what prevents us from experiencing the true freedom in our hearts that God wants us to live in. And if we're going to receive or we're going to walk in true freedom, we've got to experience it in our hearts. And we talked about a people, the children of Israel, who had experienced freedom from bondage, but then put themselves back into slavery again. And we know that sometimes we do that to our own selves. We ask God to give us freedom and we ask God to set us free from things. And then we in turn put ourselves back in to bondage again. And I won't go through that message. I'll ask you to go back and listen to it again. And we declare that we receive freedom in our hearts. And maybe you walked out of, out of this building last Sunday and all throughout this week, you told yourself that I'm free in my heart. Every day you woke up, you said, I'm free in my heart. I'm free in my heart. And can I tell you, I'm sure that there were some days that you didn't really feel free. As much as you declared it, you kept telling yourself, you kept reminding yourself, you kept even saying the scripture, and we're going to read that scripture here in a moment. You kept telling yourself that I'm free in my heart. But your mind said, no, you're not. (laughs) Can I tell you that I don't always feel saved? There's like a couple people laugh because now I'm not talking to to all of y'all that feel saved all the time. You just walk around and this glory cloud is just following you everywhere you go. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking to those of us that are real and know that, listen, I don't, I don't feel saved all the time, but I know I am. I don't feel God with me all the time, but I know he is. God is not a God of my feelings. He's a God of my faith. I don't feel him with me all the time, but I know he's there because he promised me he would be. You're not going to feel free all the time, but you have to know that you're free. Say, I'm free in my heart. And then I want you to say, I'm free in my mind. That's what we're going to talk about today. We've got this freedom in our hearts, but we've got to find freedom in our minds. How do we get our minds to line up with what we feel in our hearts? 
How do we get our thoughts, our minds to line up with what we know is true, with what we know the word of God tells us? How do I get my mind to, to get in line with that? Let's talk about getting freedom in our minds. And our prayer and our hope is that over these next couple of weeks, that you will experience some form of freedom in your life. That you would not, not just feel it for a moment, but that it would be a lasting freedom. Maybe you've been dealing with something for decades. Maybe something has been transferring over from generation to generation that you would be the one who causes, causes it to stop and you will experience freedom and your family and your kids and your kids' kids will experience freedom as well. You're not just fighting for your freedom, but you're fighting for the freedom of those after you. I'm not just fighting for my freedom. I'm fighting for the freedom of my kids because I don't want my kids to experience some of the things that I experienced. I don't want them to fight with some of the battles that I had to fight. And so I'm not just fighting to get free from myself, but I'm fighting for my daughter to experience freedom. I'm fighting for my son to experience freedom. And I'm fighting for my grandkids one day a long time from now. A long, 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 long time from now. <laughs> I'm fighting for their freedom as well. Say, I'm free, I'm free. in my mind. See, freedom in our hearts unlocks the future that we want to see. We've got to get our head. We've got to get our minds. We've got to get our thoughts to line up with what we know is true in our hearts. Our theme scripture, and I pray that you remember this, and you, we're going to keep going over this scripture every single week because you've got to get this scripture in your heart. You know, David said, he says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You've got to hide the word of God in your heart. And you may not know this scripture right now, but at some point in time, you're going to know, need to experience freedom or need to remind yourself that you're free and the Holy Spirit is going to pop up, John 8, 36 in your mind. That whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And another translation says that that person is truly free. You're not just free but you're free indeed. Say, I'm free, I'm free. In, my mind. in my mind. If we don't find freedom in our minds, guys, we become prey to the enemy. The enemy will just knock you over the head all the days of your life if you don't find freedom in your minds. And see, it's not just a sin thing all the time. You know, there's an old saying that says, if, you can't get, if he can't get you to sin, he'll keep you busy. Because sin makes us feel shame. And his ultimate goal is not just to, 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 to mess with you. His ultimate goal is to mess with your fellowship with God. His ultimate goal is to keep you to disconnect from your father. So just like in the beginning in, in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They hid. They were ashamed because they failed. And so he wants you to sin. He wants you to fall because you get to a place where you sin and you feel like I can't come to God because God's angry with me. I can't ask, I can't come and ask God to help me today because I know he's mad because I messed up and I asked him for forgiveness before and I did it again. So I can't, I'm ashamed to go to my father again. And then on the other side of it, he makes you busy. So maybe it's not a sin issue, but you are so distracted with life that you have no communication with God. 
You forget to pray in the morning when you wake up because now you, you hit the snooze. Like if you like me, you got like seven alarms. You set one at six o'clock, 602, 604, 607, 610, and then they all got seven minute d- d- delay after. <laughs> and then you wait to the very last one and then you get up and then now you're rushing, trying to take a shower and hopefully you brush your teeth and then you're trying to get dressed and grab some coffee and get out of the house and then you forget that you didn't pray. God can make, or if the enemy can make you busy, he'll keep you from connecting with your father. Say, I'm free in my mind. We have to find freedom in our minds. Our minds are so filled with stuff, with life, with stress, with anxiety. Listen, I was talking to a, a friend of mine I, I met with uh, for, for lunch this week. And he says, my mind is so busy that I can't even sleep at night because I can't get my mind to shut down. I know that's several of us in here. You find it hard to sleep because you just can't turn your mind off. You need freedom. You need peace. We're going to get it today. You can get your mind to shut down. If you can find freedom in your mind, you can sleep at night. The Bible says that he gives his beloved sweet sleep. Every time I go to bed, I'm going to sleep good. Some of us, because we haven't had freedom in our minds, we can't sleep. Some of us ruin relationships because our minds tell us things that aren't true. Some of us get into relationships because our minds tell us things that aren't true. We got to find freedom in our minds. Bible says here in 1 Peter Chapter five, verse eight through nine. And I didn't give this to the guys, to the team. It says, be alert and of sober mind. You've got to be cautious. You've got to have a sober mind. They're amazing. They got it up there. Because what happens if you're not alert, if you're not cautious, if your mind is just running all over the place. Remember when I said that you are are our prime pickings for the enemy? Listen, he tells us here. If your mind's not sober, if you don't have freedom in your mind, your enemy, the devil, is going around like a roaring lion looking for someone who's too busy to connect with God. He's trying to find someone who the cares of this world have bogged your mind down so much that you have no communication with your father. He's going around seeking whom he can devour. He says, resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world, listen, listen to this. They're undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Listen, you're not the only one going through something. You're not the only one experiencing hard times. And I know that's bad English, but it preached good. You're not the only one. Let me say a little bit. You ain't the only one going through something. Everybody got something. We've all got some kind of struggle. We've all got something that we're going through. They used to say it this way, that there's always somebody who's got it worse off than you. Your enemy, the devil, 
is going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. We have to get to a place where we stop the enemy from devouring our relationships, where we stop him from devouring our finances. And it's not him. We're doing it to ourselves because we can't find peace in our minds, but we're going to find peace today. Say, I'm free in my mind. There's stress all around us. There's stress on your job. There's stress at home sometimes. Your kids stressing you out. <laughs> there's stress everywhere. Everywhere you turn, there's stress. You look on the news, there's stress. You look on Instagram, you find stress. You look on Facebook, there's more stress. There is stress everywhere. It's almost like you just got to walk around with your eyes closed, but then you might find stress there too. Some of us, we just, we, find, we feel like we just find stress everywhere. Worry, anxiety, depression. Listen to what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse six. It's one of my favorite scriptures. He tells us here, he says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about what? Anything. He said, instead, pray about everything. Now, when I read this scripture this time, I've, I say this scripture all the time, and I, and I love how good the Holy Spirit is that when you read something, you can read it a million times, and he'll give you something different every single time you read it. I was reading it as I was preparing for this message, and when, when I came, read this and it said, don't worry about anything, it hit my heart and said, well, wait a minute, so that means I have a choice? That Paul is telling you, listen, you have a choice whether you worry or not. Nobody's forcing you to worry about things. You make the decision to worry. He says, so don't worry. Don't make the decision to worry, but make a different choice. Make a different choice. Pray about everything. Instead of making a decision to worry, make a different decision to pray. And the problem is, is that sometimes we just don't pray enough. And sometimes we don't pray long enough. We pray, but we don't allow God to talk back to us. Listen, prayer is not just you talking to God. It's a two-way communication. God wants to talk to you sometimes too. And we're going to talk about how we get God to talk to us or how we can hear God talking to us because he's always talking to us. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Make a different choice. He said, pray about everything. And then he said, when you pray, don't just pray. Tell him what you need. Listen, God already knows what you need, but he wants to hear it from you. Tell him what you need. And he says, then at the same time that you're telling him what you need, you got to thank him for what he's already done. See, we, we get stuck in a place of constantly telling God, I need this, I need that. And God, and, and Paul is saying, but take a step back and say, but God, I thank you for what you've already done for me. Yeah, I may not have everything that I want, but God, I thank you for what I already have. I woke up this morning morning and I do feel a little pain here and there, but God, I thank you that I still got movement in my limbs. God, I thank you. Now I might have allergies and I wish you would take these allergies away, but God, I thank you that I can breathe a little bit. I may not have all of the money that I want, but God, thank you that I have what I have. 
You know, gratefulness makes room for so much more. They used to say, thank you makes room for more. He says, make a different decision. Instead of worrying, pray. You know, they said it this way. They say, if you're going to worry, why pray? And if you're going to pray, why worry? You can't do both of them at the same time. And I'm preaching a lot of bad English, but it's really good. Can't. You can't do both of them at the same time. Both of them. Not both of them. Both of them. B-O-F-F-U-M. Both of them. You can't do both of them at the same time. You know I got to leave y'all with something that y'all going to say when you leave here. You can't pray and worry at the same time. He says, make a different choice. Then once you tell God what you need and you thank him for what you have, he says, there's this interaction, there's this transaction that happens that when I tell him what I need and I thank him what I have, for what I have, he gives me something. And what he gives me is a peace that passes all understanding that when I'm going through a situation, when I should be losing my mind, I have a peace. And I don't know why I have peace, but I know I have it. I can't explain it sometimes, but I have this peace. And he says that peace that you get when you have this interaction, this exchange with God, he says that peace is going to guard your heart. Whoa. Remember we talked about in Proverbs that we're supposed to guard our hearts with all diligence. Listen, peace guards your heart, but not only does it guard your heart, but it guards your mind. In Christ Jesus, say, I'm free in my mind. We're going to get peace today, everybody. I'm free in my mind. Now, by no means am I telling you that this is going to solve all of your problems. And I know you may want that to happen. Like this message is, this is going to solve all my problems. It ain't. Bad English again. It ain't but it can change your perspective. That's what I want you to get to, not to a place where your problem is solved, but that your perspective is changed. Because if you can change your perspective, then you can allow God to solve the problem. God's peace, that peace that comes from God, listen, that peace helps you to find freedom in your mind. You want to be free in your mind? You've got to get God's peace. You've got to find his peace. And this interaction, this exchange, this divine exchange that happens between me and God. Listen, Paul says we've got to pray about everything. Prayer, listen, is the answer. Communication with God is the answer. And I'm not talking about the kind of prayer that you just stand up here with a microphone. No, I'm talking about when you're in your home, when you get down on your knees on the the side of your bed and you pray to God. I'm talking about when you're in your car and you're speaking to him. Maybe you're taking a shower. Maybe you're brushing your teeth and it sounds like tongues because you're brushing your teeth and you can't talk at the same time. Yeah, that kind of prayer. That's what I'm talking about. When it's just you and God, when there's nobody else around, when you don't have to show off for anybody, but you can just talk to God about your problems. You can talk to God about your situation, your issues, and you can thank him for what he's done for you and allow him to speak to you as well. That's the kind of prayer that I'm talking about. We've got to pray about everything. Say everything. 
Pastor Don says that nothing happens without prayer. You can do nothing without prayer. Dad Hagen used to say it this way. He said, prayer is the track that we run on. No track, it's because there's no prayer. Pray about everything. David said here in Psalm 118 verse 5, he says, out of my distress, I called on the Lord. You know what distress means? In the dictionary, it says, distress means extreme anxiety. David is telling us, he says, listen, I was suffering from extreme anxiety. And right in the middle of my extreme anxiety, I did something. I called on the Lord. I communicated to the Father. And in the midst of my extreme anxiety and me calling to the Lord, he did something for me. He answered me and he set me free. In the middle of my extreme anxiety, I communicated to my Father. I prayed to my Father and he answered me and he set me free. Say, I'm free in my mind. Got to communicate to your father. Right in the middle of it. Not on the outside of it, but right in the middle of it. Don't run the habits in the middle of your extreme anxiety. Sometimes we run to alcohol. Sometimes we run to other things. Sometimes we run to people. But David is telling us here, in order to see the resolution you're looking for, you've got to run to the Father. And in your running to him, he will answer you. And he'll set you free. You know, the old song used to say it this way. It said, love lifted me. Y'all remember that song, that old hymn? Love lifted. It said, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. And here's the part I love. It said, but the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry and from the waters, he lifted me. Now safe am I. In the middle of the, those waters, he heard my despairing cry and he answered me. That's Psalm 118. And he set me free. It was your love, God. It lifted me. You know what I found? I found that stress is exhausting. Anxiety, tiring. Depression, draining. It's, it causes dis-ease in our bodies. I'm gonna let that sink in for a minute. Did you hear what I said? Stress Anxiety, worry, it causes dis-ease in your body. Now, there are some things that come, you know, the sickness that comes on us and, you know, for our own decisions and all that other stuff and bad eating and, you know, all of that. And, and there's just some stuff that just happens because this is a crazy world and the devil is doing just some crazy stuff. But there's some dis-ease that comes on our body because of our stress and our worry. Say, I'm free. I'm free. In my mind. God wants to do this, this divine interaction, this divine transaction, this exchange with your stress, and he gives you something else. I'm going to ask Jarvis and Chris to come up. And I asked Jarvis 
to come up and help me with this illustration. I say he's going to be God because he's the big guy. He's the only one, like one of the only people that make me feel small. And I feel like I'm a big guy. Then I stand with him and I'm like. And then I ask Chris to come and be the devil because he's little. There's this divine transaction that happens in our lives. Where we go from this place of carrying our marriage, we're carrying the issues of all of the issues that we experience in marriage. And we got our God over here, over here on this side. And at this point, when I'm just carrying this thing, it's easy for me to talk to my father. And I can hear him talk back to me. And as life goes on, we begin to add other things. And now I got my kids. And like yesterday, I drove back from Houston after being there since Friday, the basketball tournament with my son. And I left at like 7.30 and I got back at like 10.30 last night off the road. And I was, I was telling Pastor Eric, I was working on my message while I was driving. He was like, why you were driving? Like, no, I was like, uh, no, I'm, I'm, no. But I'm tired. I'm, I'm going home and go to sleep. That, whole, that, that Sunday nap is going to be, it's going to hit different today. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, hey, there's an anointing on that Sunday nap. <laughs> Somebody came to me last Sunday and said, Pastor Dave, I never knew what a Sunday nap felt like until I took one. And now I can't live without it. <laughs> so we have all of these cares that we bring into our lives and those that come into our lives, not by choice. We got our marriage, we got our kids, and then we add our job on there. And now you can see is, I can still talk to my father, but now I'm carrying some stuff. And wait, take that one right there. Okay, get that to him. Now get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) So my God has, my father has something. And I'm carrying something too. And you look, and what he's carrying is a little less than what I'm carrying. And I got my marriage and I've got my kids and I've got my, my job and now I got issues in my finance and I'm carrying that too. And then I'm carrying my past and all the things that I've struggled with in my past. And then because I'm a good person and I've got a good heart and I've got some friends that I talk to and I'm the one that they call every time they're going through something. And so now I'm not only carrying my stuff, but I'm carrying their stuff too. And it's becoming a little bit harder for me to see and hear my father. And the enemy just keeps putting more stuff on me. Remember I said, if he can't make you sin and make you busy, he'll get you overloaded with stuff, with life stuff. And so when I could have communication with my father and he could hear me and I could hear him, now there's this obstructed view that I have where I can't see my father anymore. What I see is my cares. What I see is my struggles. 
What I see are the issues that I'm dealing with. What I see are the issues that other people are dealing with. What I see is unforgiveness. What I see is my past. What I see is fear of my future. What I see is all of this stuff that God says, listen, you were never meant to carry to begin with. And my load is such heavier than God's load. And what God tells us is what Jesus preached to us in Matthew chapter 11. He says, listen, what I want you to do is if you are weary and you are burdened and you are heavy laden and you're carrying stuff that you were never meant to carry, if you bring your stuff to me, what I will do is I will in turn give you rest. And my burden is easy. My yoke is easy. My burden, he says, is light. We've been carrying stuff that we were never meant to carry. You want to know why you're stressed? You want to know why you can't hear God? This is why you can't hear God. This is why you can't get direction in your marriage. This is why you can't get direction for your life. This is why you're saying, can you just pray with me? Because I don't know what I'm called to do. Yeah, I can pray with you, but God wants to speak to you too. This is why we struggle and go through those anxieties, some of those anxieties and stress and depression and all of that stuff. We can't hear God telling us. We can't hear God saying, walk away from that relationship. It's causing you stress. We can't hear God saying, cut off the TV. Stop looking at the news. It's giving you anxiety. We can't hear him tell us, get off of social media. That's why you're depressed because you're looking at other people and you're trying to live up to a standard that you can never live up to. But because we've got so many of our own cares, it's hard for us to hear our father. And he says, listen, if you just put down your cares at my feet, he says, I will give you rest. You're looking for rest? You want to sleep at night? Give your burdens to him and let him take your burdens. And then listen, this doesn't just happen easy. It takes some time to get in this process of constantly taking your cares to the father. Because what the enemy wants to do is even when you take him, take it to the father, he's going to come and give you something else. But you have to remind yourself, no, I already gave that to the father. And he says, well, you did have that issue in your marriage. Yeah, I remember that, but I gave it to the father. Well, you did get that diagnosis from the doctor. Yeah, I know. But by the stripes of God, I'm healed. And he says, well, your finances don't look like you said that they were going to look, but it's okay. He's my provider. He's my source. I already gave it to him. And then you get a little creative and you start throwing it to him like that. And he throw something else and you're like, hey, I got you right there. And he brings something else and then you got Jordan. You notice I ain't say LeBron, I said the goat, Jordan. <laughs> you get creative at casting your cares on him because he cares for you. So now I don't have to care anymore because my father cares for me. I don't have to hold on to this issue anymore because he wants to carry it for me. He says, take my yoke on you. It's easy. My burden is light. You've been carrying things that you were never meant to carry. That's why you're stressed. That's why you're going through suffering with anxiety. And I'm not talking about the chemical things that happen in in, in, in people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our own stresses and our own worries because we're carrying stuff that we were never meant to carry. That's why he says, listen, you're worried about your finances. Why? Consider the birds. 
They don't sow or reap, but I take care of them. How much more will I not take care of you, my daughter, my son? He says, I'll take care of it if you let me say I'm free in my mind. This is how we get free in our minds. Number one, you've got to fix your thoughts on him. You've got to keep your mind on him. Isaiah 26, 3 says it this way. He will keep you in perfect peace if your thoughts, if your mind is fixed on him. When you fix your thoughts and your mind on him, he gives you peace. You want to find freedom in your mind, peace in your mind? Fix your thoughts on him. Think on these Things, whatever things are just, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Listen, if there's anything, think on those things. When you fix your mind on him, he gives you peace. The second thing is you got to stay in his word. We got to stay in the word of God. The only time you get the word of God can't be when you come in here on Sunday. It can't be when you just come, on, can't come here on Sunday. God wants to speak to you. And the best way that he speaks to you is through his word. You've got to stay in your word. Joshua 1 and 8 says, listen, study this book of instruction continually, often, daily. Every single day, you've got to feed on the word of God. You know how you get hangry when you ain't ate breakfast and lunch? You got to get spiritually hangry because you ain't ate the word of God. Study this book of instruction continually. Then he says, meditate on it. Think on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. And then he says, when you do that, when you study the word of God and you meditate on it, he says, only then will you prosper. There's another translation that says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will find success when you meditate on the word of God, when you meditate on the law of God. He says, stay in his word. You know, wrong thinking is what defeats us. Say, I'm free in my mind. The last thing you've got to do is you got to give it to him. Every care, every anxiety, 1 Peter 5, 7, and we just did it here in this illustration. I want you to remember that. Even the Jordan. <laughs> Casting all your cares. How many of them? All. How many cares should you cast to him? All. The cares of your finances. The cares of that diagnosis you got from the doctor. The cares of your marriage. The cares of your kid that, that, that has gotten into that drug habit and you're praying that God breaks them free from it. That care, cast that on him too. All of your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. Here's why you do it. Because he cares about you with the deepest affection. And he watches over you very carefully. You know, it breaks God's heart to see you stress. That thing that you're stressing about, and you can't sleep at night, it breaks his heart. I hate seeing when my kids go through something. 
So I wish I could just fix it. And there's some things in my daughter's life and something in my son's life that I just can't fix, but I wish I could. So I only imagine how my father feels when he sees me stressing about something. He's like, I can take care of it for you if you just give it to me. You don't have to care about it. You don't have to be anxious about it. You don't have to be in depression about it. You don't have to worry about it. If you just, I want to take it from you. I want to care for you. I want to take care of that situation for you. It breaks his heart when he sees his son, when he sees his daughter stressing, worrying, caring about things that he wants to carry for you. Cast your cares. Cast your anxieties. Cast your worries. Cast your concerns once and for all on him. He cares for you. You don't have to care anymore. Let him care for you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Let him care for you. Say, I'm free in my mind. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.